Welcome to the Redeemer University podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and today we are going to be talking about Redeemer's mission and purpose. Joining me is Redeemer faculty chaplain, Dr. Bill DeYoung. If it is your first time here, make sure to like and subscribe. Find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Check out some of our other episodes that will explore various aspects of Redeemer, Christian education, and so much more. Thank you for making us part of your day, and with that, here we go. The one, the only, Dr. Bill DeYoung. Hello, how's it going, Bill? Zach, it's uh, wonderful to be here and to see you. You're in a different part of the country, I think, than I am, <laughs> but I'm great we can connect in this way, and I'm really looking forward to this episode. Absolutely. No, I, I really enjoyed talking to various members of the Redeemer community, but I, you know, you and I had chatted uh, a couple of weeks ago about having you come on the podcast and just we're in this episode, we're going to be talking about Redeemer's purpose, mission, you know, the importance of Christian education here in Canada. So this may be a little bit of a different episode, but it seems like every episode is kind of different, which we, we like that. But uh, maybe just get us started because, uh, you know, Dr. Young, something that's unique about you is, yes, you are a faculty chaplain, but you've also been a faculty member at Redeemer. And then you've, I know I took one of your classes when I was a student there, shout out Foundations of Discipleship. Anyway, um, and then uh, you also are an alumni of Redeemer as well. So could you maybe just talk about what's your connection to Redeemer University? How did you get from you know studying in room 210 to here you are now yeah that's a great story and redeemer's always been very close to my heart i entered redeemer as a student when i was 17 years old back in 1998 believe yeah. it or not and my older brother had gone to redeemer redeemer was an institution my parents strongly supported and encouraged me to go to and i'm glad i did i can say now that redeemer was more formative in fact in my development and education than even my seminary education and i did a graduate degree and then a phd after that as well and oh. of uh, the three degrees i have my redeemer degree was definitely most formative in my uh, understanding and my philosophy and my worldview and in life in general. Um, yeah, and so uh, I, I think what Redeemer is doing is very, very special. There aren't many institutions, especially in Canada, yeah. that are doing this kind of thing, but it's serious, rigorous uh, academic inquiry but inquiry in which we are not checking our faith at the door, but we're engaging in scholarship as Christians, endeavoring to take every thought captive for Christ, acknowledging the kingship of Christ in every area of life. And so there's no uh, compartmentalization here, you know, where, you know, being a Christian is just for Sundays and Monday to Friday, we're engaged in scholarship, which is quite unrelated to being a Christian. It's all together here at Redeemer, and that, that makes it a very special place. Awesome. And, and uh, no, I, I totally, totally, uh, you know, agree with that. And I, I even kind of add to that is what I appreciate about what Redeemer is doing as a Christian institution in Canada is, you know, taking different disciplines of study, you know, math, science, art, media, you know, you name it, uh, social work, there, all these disciplines of studies that we have 
and adding the extra component of studying based in a Christian worldview, uh, which makes you know Redeemer unique when you look at every school in Canada to that regard. So just kind of along those lines, what do you think the value is for students to study at a Christian institution like Redeemer? You know, you know, what, what is the value of studying a certain subject that's based in a Christian worldview at Redeemer? Well, I think there are a couple of things that can be said in response to that question. First of all, we believe as Christians that this world is Christ's world. And, you know, sometimes people say, is it legitimate to bring the gospel to the public square? And my response is the public square belongs to Christ. This is Christ's public square. And if we are followers of Jesus, it means that we're also citizens of the kingdom of Christ. He owns this world. This is his place. And so part of being a faithful follower and a loyal citizen of Christ is doing exactly this kind of thing at Redeemer, where you engage in vocations of whatever sort, not least academic inquiry, with a view to serving and honoring Christ. Um, the other thing I would say is that we sometimes have the idea that education at you know public institutions of higher learning uh, is neutral. <laughs> and and that and that and, and that at at uh, Redeemer you get a biased education. I'm more of the mind to say that any uh, delivery of knowledge, any education, is biased to some degree, and we are open and upfront about our biases. That we are doing this work as Christians who honor the authority of Scripture. But anybody and everybody who is engaged in scholarship is operating out of some kind of worldview, some kind of perspective, which might in fact even be more narrow. Is likely more narrow than the Christian perspective because we are licensed by the the Word of God to explore anything and everything, and our conviction is that all truth is God's truth and all goodness is God's uh, goodness. So we're not intimidated by anything in our research, I think. Oh, well said. Wow. Okay, I'm going to clip that out. <laughs> that was amazing. No, absolutely. That's a phenomenal perspective. And and absolutely, I, I, I love your point of you know, when you acknowledge your bias and where you're coming from, you know, and what Redeemer would say is, you know, we're coming from a Christian biblical worldview that actually allows you to study these different disciplines of study in an almost more in-depth way. When you can see other people's perspectives, how they might differ from yours, you're not always trying to please everyone. And yeah, there's so much value in that. And I definitely experienced that in my degree at Redeemer for sure. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? I, I think at Redeemer, we believe that we should be hospitable to the research that's being done by non-Christians. We ought to seriously engage this. But at the same time, we're called to be somewhat prophetic. And to be prophetic is to unmask idolatry, to expose the idols, not just in the lives of others, in the philosophies of others, but in our own lives and in our own worldview. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we, we have so much we can unpack from what we've already talked about, but let, let, let me, let, let me kind of narrow this down a little bit more. What would you tell a high school student who's thinking about considering coming to Redeemer 
but they're they're debating they're like oh, you know what maybe i want to go to this university like a public secular institution just because a lot of my friends are going there i don't really know anyone that's going to redeemer but i do have a christian faith what, what would you tell that student who's maybe kind of on the fence yeah, well, I think uh, I would want to probe with such a student uh, regarding what his ultimate objectives are. And uh, for me, education is not first and foremost about spending time with my best friends, nor is it even about getting the best job available or the most high-paying job, but that especially a liberal arts education is especially about becoming a better person. And I think for Christian believers, for young people, we ought always to be concerned about moving closer to Christ, drawing closer to Christ. And so where do you find an institution where being drawn closer to Christ is um, possible? And I think especially at the undergraduate level where people are pursuing uh, bachelor's degrees at public universities— they're not necessarily equipped yet to face the challenges that exist in the academic orbit. And there are a lot of intellectual seductions out there. And so I would say you want to go to a place where you can grow as a Christian, become a more loyal follower of Jesus while doing, um, you know, top-notch uh, academic inquiry while engaging in scholarship with uh, educators who are just as trained and um, knowledgeable as you would find at a public university. But really, uh, I'm a little terrified sometimes of what I encounter at public universities in terms of the hostility to the Christian faith. And that can be, uh, that can be in itself um, a kind of rewarding experience, but it ought to be left for those who are very grounded in their faith and maybe for those who are more mature mm -hmm. uh, as uh, individuals as well. And, and you, so you bring up faculty there, and, and that's something I definitely want to touch on. So you are the faculty chaplain here at Redeemer. What is your relationship? I know you're new to the role, but you're not new to Redeemer. What is your role in regards to like working with faculty members at Redeemer to foster that Christian environment in our school? Yeah, so thanks for giving me the opportunity to clarify that. So yeah, my title is faculty-chaplain, and the faculty in that designation indicates that I'm a member of the faculty. Uh, but my responsibilities as chaplain are actually to faculty and staff. And so it's to the non-student demographic <laughs> of Redeemer. And I think the institution wants me to play a part in the spiritual formation of uh, employees at Redeemer. Uh, what does it mean to engage in institutional discipleship? Uh, we are a Christian university, and we don't want to limit Christians simply 
to the content of lectures in the lecture halls, but we want to ensure that we're being Christian and doing Christian things in every area of the institution. So we ought to nurture relationships with each other as colleagues in a distinctively Christian way. We ought to engage people in distinctively Christian ways. We ought to engage in conflict resolution in ways that are distinctively Christian. And so it's my understanding that I was hired to play a part in the spiritual formation of people at the institutional level to see to it that all of us, not just students, are uh, intent on following Christ more closely. Now, aside from that, there may be some formal programming that I might do I, I, I want to help uh, faculty relate the gospel to their academic disciplines. I want to help faculty answer uh, questions, perhaps, that they receive in class where they feel uh, ill-equipped to answer. So there's a lot more uh, to what I'm doing than just you know broad spiritual formation. But that gives you a little window into my uh, vocation here. Absolutely. Oh, sounds exciting. And and just for anyone watching or listening, just so you're aware, we do also have a student chaplain, Samuel Kim, who I hope to get on here at some point on the podcast. Uh, but uh, Dr. DeYoung's role is specific to faculty and staff and staff. Let me remind that. But no, you did a great job explaining your role here. And so in regards to that, so the I, I do get a lot of questions. And again, for anyone who watches the show, they know I'm an admissions counselor. I'm often talking to students, like prospective students and parents, you know, about Redeemer. And I the question often comes up is, okay, like how like how are your faculty different at Redeemer? And and, and it's it's honestly one of the my favorite questions I, I receive is what's the difference between, you know, someone who's studying math or science or any program at Redeemer compared to studying another school. Like we, when we say a Christian perspective, what exactly do, does that entail? Well, I think uh, that question could be answered in a number of different ways, but there may be an answer here that's a little surprising. And that is that in my own experience, and of course, uh, I've had the opportunity to attend classes at other institutions, and even when I was a Redeemer student, some of the courses that went to my Redeemer degree were from McMaster University because I was a sociology major and there weren't enough sociology courses in the Redeemer curriculum at that time to have a major. So I had to go to McMaster for some of my sociology courses. But I would say that, and th this might be the surprising one, that Redeemer faculty uh, demonstrates a, a greater interest in the well-being of students than you would find at a at a public university, and that's because it's part of who we are as Christians to honor others, and not just uh, because they're brothers and sisters of Christ and fellow Christians, but because they're human beings. And uh, so we are obligated by virtue of our convictions as Christians to digni dignify people and honor people. So I think already at that level, there's a kind of attention and respect that students at Redeemer receive, or at least ought to be receiving, from faculty that you wouldn't find elsewhere. But then, of course, the whole other dimension is 
Redeemer faculty are hired uh, only after they have demonstrated a professed love for Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have to indicate in the hiring process an interest in Redeemer's mission and in the enterprise of discipleship. So Redeemer doesn't hire people who are simply experts in their field or even who are gifted in teaching. These are people who sign up often for a lower uh, salary than they could get elsewhere to participate in the discipleship of another generation out of loyalty to Christ, eager to impart the gospel to others. Well, that, that's very well said, and definitely one of you know my favorite parts about being a Redeemer student is that faculty-student relationship that you get in the classroom that you you just wouldn't get at another institution that has you know twenty, fifty thousand students to it, right? And could you maybe touch on that a little bit? Is you know if and so let let me kind of ramble a bit here. I know that for a lot of students, they find value in the relationship with their faculty in kind of three ways off the top of my head. The first way is personal. You're, they get to know your name. They never ask for your student number. You know, they, they don't need your student number. They know your name. They know your face. The second one would be professional. I my, myself, many students will go to their professors for advice about internships, summer employment opportunities, career search and success, post-graduation. I know I, I still connect with my professors and I'll, you know, I'll text them, things like that. And then the, the third one, I think, is more at the kind of institutional level of, okay, I have just this comfort zone created here for four years. I have a, a professor who knows when to keep me in that comfort zone, but also push me to go outside of that comfort zone as well. How, how do you feel about, would, would you add anything to kind of that, that relationship between the faculty and student at Redeemer? Well, that was very nicely put. And of course, you offer the perspective of someone who was recently a student. It's been some years since I've been in the place of a student. <laughs> so that's a very interesting and uh, encouraging vantage point that you've offered. But, you know, from my side of the lectern, it's exactly as you say, I always viewed, and, and maybe this was because I'm a pastor at heart, but I always <laughs> viewed my classes as like mini congregations. And I would take time to pray through my class lists. Um, I always was receptive to any kind of query to meet or to talk, even if it was about subject matters beyond the course. If a student ever said, hey, could we meet and talk about something? I always said yes. And I imagine that's what you find among many Redeemer faculty as I indicated, we're invested in this, not simply as a job or because it's something we're good at, but because we care about students. So if you have that kind of care, you're going to be available to support students in whatever way. And an interesting side note for me is that I've maintained relationships with students who have now graduated and can still play a bit of a supportive role when they're now in graduate school or even when they're applying for jobs and to have students be in touch with me to ask for advice or to write a letter of reference. Uh, I always feel honored in that process and I'm happy to participate. 
No, and, and that's such a that's that's you know that's a lifelong resource, right? That and that's that's something again you would not get at a larger institution, right? And and an institution that that cares for you not just on a professional level but a personal level, on a faith level, and that that's absolutely one of the values of you know studying at Redeemer and being a Redeemer student. Uh, that being said, let's uh, let's let's get into. What would you, I, I know you asked different people this and I would like your, 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 your thoughts and opinions here. What would you say in kind of a nutshell is Redeemer's, Redeemer University's mission? Well, we have a conviction that God is on a mission to restore creation. And we operate out of that conviction. This is the message of the Bible. This is the theme of Scripture, that God's mission is to restore creation. That means, of course, that there's a goodness in the world that persists from creation, and that there are many distortions that now exist because of the fallen to sin, but that Christ intends, as Paul says to the Colossians, to reconcile all things in heaven and on earth to himself. And we participate in that mission, and we witness to that mission of Christ. So this is a comprehensive outlook on the world and on human vocation, and it's a very exciting one. We are not studying a world that is the product of uh, random evolution. We are studying a world that is the fruit of God's creation, who is personal, who loves us, who wants to be in relationship with us. And as we go about this study, this inquiry, we discern that there are aspects of this world of human relationships, of human communities that are broken because of sin, and that grieves us. And we own up to our part in that as well. We're not just spectators to the brokenness. We're contributors to the brokenness. But then we we see that Jesus has come to make all things new. And in the Gospels, you have this wonderful teaser, you know, in the ministry of Jesus of restoration, you know, the the healing of the sick, the granting of sight to the blind, of speech to the deaf, and so forth. But there's a kind of restoration that we can participate in ourselves to see that the original luster of creation is restored by, you know, uh, removing the sinful components if possible. So this is a wonderful, inviting, invigorating, rewarding project that we're busy with, and um, it's participation with the triune God himself. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, what's very important uh, uh, about this all is to see that people themselves are restored to right relationships to God through Christ. Absolutely, and uh, I, I, we, we, we have just a, a couple more minutes here. I want to. I would love for you to just. Could you speak to what are you know some of the specific things and hopes that you see in the future of Redeemer in regards to you know Redeemer's faculty. Well, in some ways, uh, Zach, uh, institutions of higher learning, uh, liberal arts institutions in particular, have fallen on rough times. And and what you discern is that um, uh, 
students are not as interested in a liberal arts education as they once were. They're interested in educations that will uh, result in jobs. And I fully sympathize with that. Um, that perspective. Education is expensive and p- students are hesitant to fork over a lot of money if there's no guarantee at the end that they'll have a job. And that's why, you know, engineering programs and nursing programs are so popular nowadays. But I would hope that Redeemer can retain and possibly even enhance this liberal arts uh, perspective whereby students are required to take some courses in philosophy for instance, even though they might go on to be um, kinesiologists or something like that, because all of this helps us become better people, we, in the end, have a greater appreciation and a greater knowledge of the world in which we live, a greater respect for people who are different than, than we are. So I hope, first of all, that Redeemer's able to retain that uh, dimension of its education. I'm so impressed with the leadership right now for its innovation. Even this makerspace is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I, it seems to me that the leadership is very much in touch with students and, and uh hearing students about what they want. And there's an increasing number of uh, educational pathways that are available to students. And I suspect that's only going to increase over time. There are far more majors and degree programs that are available now to students, even compared to 10 years ago. So, but most of all, I would want for Redeemer to remain convicted about the gospel in a time where there seems to be so much capitulation to cultural norms. I hope Redeemer never gets tired of being awed on that count because it's the gospel itself that makes us awed. So, uh, I hope Redeemer would stay grounded in the gospel, serving Christ as Lord, delivering a great education with a lot of care for students. Absolutely. And uh, I, 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 I get excited whenever I can do this. I know uh, all of our listeners and viewers, thank you so much for, for watching this. If you want to hear more from Dr. DeYoung, uh, you have a podcast yourself, don't you? Yeah, it's kind of dormant right now, but we're going to wake the podcast up from its slumber. It's it's called Tyrannus Hall, and it's the only podcast by that name. Uh, <laughs> so if you Google that on a podcast platform, I'm sure you'll find it. Awesome. Well, I'll put that in the link in the description below. So if you would like to hear more from, from Dr. DeYoung, I know I do, uh, you can go check him out on his podcast there. But Dr. Young, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're very welcome. It's been a great treat for me. And thank you so much for having me as a guest. Absolutely. And again, anyone that's watching this, if you want more information, make sure to check out some of our other episodes you can like you can subscribe we have an episode coming out each and every monday Uh, and of course if you're interested in applying to redeemer apply at redeemer.ca or you can email admissions at redeemer.ca and we'd be happy to get in touch with you thanks so much everyone